You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, it is the weekend. Happy Friday to you all. It feels like it's been a while since we've been on the air, but I think it's only been probably somewhere around a week. But it's uh, it's weekend. That's all that matters. Welcome to EVH and Gear TV. We are live and I'm joined by a familiar face. Many of you know, unless you've been hiding under a YouTube rock somewhere. Ryan Fluff <laughs> Bruce, how you doing, buddy? Good on, man. How you doing? Great, great. Great to have you. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Hey, that's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a long overdue. As I was just saying to you off the air, uh, you know, I saw you in passing at NAM and uh, didn't get a chance to say hi. It's one of those things I figured I'd catch up with you eventually, which we've done. And uh, it's just, it's great to have you. And, uh, you know, you've been a, ben- a mentor of mine, so I have to give uh, props for... Prop- oh, thanks, man. Yeah. You're so nice. Jeez. Thank you. Like, a lot of podcasts... Um, well, no, that, that makes it sound like all podcasts are not nice. No, no, there's good They're ones. very... They're very uh, I don't know what the word for it is. Uh, not casual. Okay. Like they're very like, yeah. okay, so now, so thank you. Thank you very much, man. That's really nice. Of you no problem. Say. I was just having a conversation earlier this evening too with uh, with a good buddy of mine um, talking about a, a guest and I'm saying, kind of describing this show to to him, saying it's, it's, for, it's formulated or it's, you know, it's scripted somewhat, but still remains loose. And it's nice just to kind of talk about gear. Sometimes people are a little worried, what am I getting into here? And it's more like hanging out in the living room and chatting about gear with a bit of an agenda. And it's what's fun. Like, have, you know, just have some flow, but have some fun too. So do you remember the first time you hit me up to do the podcast? Um, it was a long you time You hit me ago. up like a year ago. Yeah, that was probably right after Nam. And <clears throat> I, <laughs> I saw the title and I was in like, I don't know. I was in the middle of doing something. <laughs> As always. And I think I was actually on a plane somewhere. Like I was <laughs> jet lagged. And I was feeling very snarky. And yeah. I basically just said, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that doesn't interest me. Like, because I saw the title. I was like, why would I want to talk about Eddie Van Halen for like an minutes. hour and a half? Because <laughs> that, in my jet lagged mind, yep. I thought, like, you can only talk about Eddie Van Halen. Don't talk about anything. unless You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you're sleep depraved and like, uh, I, I didn't think about it. And then you hit me up again. And I was like, oh, man. I was a total ass to that guy. Actually, you weren't. It was it's all good. No, it was totally really? good. Really? I, I I felt like I was. No, you were not. No, and I, I'm okay. totally honest on that. And that's the thing. That's where people that's where people get the misconception. And it's so funny. We're gonna get into this later on this evening as well, too. We're gonna talk about, you know, uh, dealing with negatives that come come in in our territory as a YouTuber, especially for you in a bigger territory, huge territory compared to where I'm at. But you know, dealing with some negatives. And where a lot of people think that, you know, when I'll reach out and I'll invite them to come on the show, they see the name EVH and and they get scared away right away because well, I don't know anything about EVH. That's okay. And, and really the nucleus, and, and if I can cut, give a Cole's note short version of what the show's all about, yeah. it's kind of, okay, how is Eddie Van Halen, uh, everyone has an opinion on this. How has Eddie Van Halen inspired the world of manufacturers? And you don't even have to know a thing about Van Halen to know what Eddie Van Halen has done to inspire the world of manufacturers, guitar players, you know, you if you can't play a lick of Metal Van Halen, community. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and we're going to talk about that because one of the questions I have yeah. on the itinerary is you know, one of your fifty-one fifty reviews you're talking about, and uh, I've got a really good buddy over on the other side of the world too, Neil Morris, who's from the band Broken, and yeah, um, yeah you know, probably know him. 
Um, uh, and, I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, 5150 for the metal community. And I didn't realize how big it was. So yeah, that's all yeah. it is. We, we bounce a couple questions depending on who the guest is. It might be 80% Van Halen questions and 20% whatever. Um, sure. but there's always a little common thread and then it's all about the guest and we go off on different tangents. We'll talk about cooking and injuring yourself in the kitchen and all kinds of crazy wow. stuff. So, all right. No, it's or good. maybe maybe we'll get crazy and we'll just flip the tables and I'm just going to interview you the whole time. Hey, yeah, I'm I'll, I'll try my best. I'm not a I'm not a good interviewee, <laughs> that's for sure. But listen, we're going to have some serious fun. Let's go say hi to a couple quick people for sure. I, I mentioned ahead. off the air one person who was talking about you here as well in a good positive way. So I've got my good buddy James from Ottawa jumping in. Warren Hughes, great guitarist, says what's up everybody. And uh, I was sharing you, um, uh, James Poulin, uh, sharing with you the story Warren says. He says, funny story. I saw Fluff at the LA Amp show. He even did some video of me in the Hughes and Kettner room. I've seen him a thousand times online and didn't know who he was in person. And, and share with me, share with our audience here real quick the story that you said, you know, when you'd go to booth to booth and sometimes people forget who you are until you, you know, show a little, uh, little replica of you. Yeah, I, um, I mean, in the, in the early days of me going to NAMM, like I used to have to beg to get a pass mm-hmm. to NAMM, you know, you have to start somewhere, right? And uh, right. the channel was very, very young and I was hustling really hard and I would have these reps that I would correspond with email and phone calls for, you know, at that point, almost two years and I went to go meet them in, in person and they wouldn't know who I was. They would go, okay, okay yeah, nice to meet you. Can I help you with something? <laughs> and I'll go, well, I'm, I'm the wrist beards in the gear. The I, I do the demos, and they're like, you're going to have to be more specific than that, kid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? So then I took a business card, and I cut out the bobble in the middle of the show, and I, I stuck it in my NAM badge. And Because every you know everyone does the NAM, the NAM look, the, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey. <clears throat> and so as soon as they do that, they go, oh, hey, man, what's up? And I was just like, well, you know, the, the, the bobble was a uh, the bobblehead thing was a stroke of brilliance by a good friend of mine, uh, Jason. Nice. And uh, and he's the one who came up with it. And he was like, you need to brand yourself. And I was like, what? That's stupid. No one's ever going to watch my stuff. And uh, he was he was right. But it's helped tremendously, so, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's really like gives people an identifier. Yes. To, to kind of kind of latch on to whether it's a, a logo or a figure or <clears throat> some kind of a slogan or a catchphrase you know whatever it is right. whatever sticks i always yeah. say here in canada it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and whatever sticks is something you roll with at least for the uh the current absolutely yeah absolutely well, well actually let's let's take a little twist here for a second as well too um and this is this was something i was going to ask you later into the program but we're kind of on the same tangent you know, I was watching some of your videos today. Um, like I watch all your videos, half the half the gear reviews. I mean, anybody that's looked for gear reviews has either seen yours or they've seen Paul Riario from Guitar World. You know, I love Paul. Me too. So much. Me too. And you know, um, you know, uh, like him, love him, hate him, anywhere in between. You've seen his videos. You've seen yours. And I mean, I'm not oh. just saying you guys are the only two out there doing it. There's millions of people doing it. Um, but they're, you know, you guys are very popular and you're seen a lot and you're always referred in other videos. But I went back, I wanted to go way back, and I'm sure you've probably put some videos up back in the day that you've maybe deleted, maybe used YouTube as a dumping ground and just deleted some stuff. But the first couple I watched were you're doing some uh, dual rectifier videos. And one was yeah. kind of, uh, you're sh- showing the sounds of it with no visuals. And that was back in around 2011. And then there was yeah. one very shortly after where you're actually playing. Now, do you go back sometimes, and, and I know we all do this, 
and I follow a lot of other YouTubers and other genres of not music, but photography and things like that. Oh, and, sure. And one photographer that I really, really like, I watched one of his videos and he put it up. He actually hid it for many years because he became very, very popular. And then um, it was so cringy. He, he wanted to get people, you know, um, what was the word I'm looking for? He wanted to give them hope, right? Like everyone starts somewhere. Do you look back at your videos and, and sometimes go like, ooh, you know, like what was I doing there kind of thing? And, and how do you think you've All the grown? Time. Yeah, I, um, I recently, I can't remember what it was for. I think it was the two, it was some kind of anniversary. I can, oh man, I'm so terrible. Um, I basically went back and I did a reaction video to my old videos mm. because I hadn't seen them. I mean, I don't sit here and just like no. I sit and like look at my old stuff. You or don't something. have time. Not, no. You know, some super narcissistic guy. Yeah. And um, it was so bad. Like I, I hate watching my old stuff. I was so hell bent on not talking mm -hmm. um, because at that time, uh, most of the reviews, uh, you know, this is like circa 2010. Most of the review and gear related stuff on on YouTube was either extensive talking and just regurgitating specs that you've probably already seen on the Sweetwater page and you're looking for something a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it, does, it wasn't really audio related yet at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and if it was, it was just really poor camera audio. And... Uh, I was really mad about that. Like I was just, I was upset that I, cause I, I was, I used to just go and try to find stuff and I couldn't find anything. It was just people reading off the website and I was just really upset by that. So my old, um, my old tagline before I actually had an official wrist beards and gear branding was, uh, less talk, more tone. Okay. I think it was, I think is what I used to go by. Yeah. And I, that was my thing is I didn't talk. Nice. And, um, also because I was scared to death of, of yeah. talking to the camera and being on camera. It, it can be difficult so, even, even now, I'm sure even today, I mean, you're, you're a seasoned pro when it comes to it and always learning obviously still, but it's still, you never, I, at least I feel <clears throat> that you never get into that zone where you're like, you're absolutely like, there's nothing that can bother me, you know? Uh, never. Yeah. And that's a good There's sign. always that crippling self doubt. Yep. Um, yeah. for, I think that, I think that goes without saying with, for all creative types. Yes. Um, you know, you, you can hide behind the the song, the guitar, the piece of gear or whatever, but like all of us have the crippling self-doubt and the moments of absolute, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And that's a common thread. And if you know that going into it, like, I don't know, it makes it kind of easier for me. But uh, Well, it's a perfect example of a band. Take one of your shows. Um, you know, you go to a show and you're you're in that moment and all of a sudden you think you just butchered a section. I mean, you just butchered it. And then yep. one of your friends um, posts a video on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and you watch it back and, you know, whether it's good quality or bad quality, whatever, and you're looking like, oh, my God, actually, I did okay there. It's because you're you're super judging yourself at the moment. And sometimes with maybe some of your videos, you might look back and say, oh, man, I hate that to death. And then you someone comment. This is where a lot of times you'll find some you get forced into your old videos because people may subscribe to your channel. People may find your videos by an old video from five years ago. They right. comment on that, and I know you're good for responding to people and things like that. So you're drawn back to that video, whether you liked it or not, and you see it Correct. again. You're like, oh, but then you gotta you deal with the comment, and then you you take what okay, I learned a lot since that date. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny the amount of people that don't look at the date. So like, I'm still getting comments on some of the first earliest videos of 
this is really terrible. Next time you should do it like this. And I'm like, <laughs> hello, I have seven more years of videos. Yeah. And this is the one you chose to comment on. Like, this is 2012. How about you fast forward oh. to even 2016? Let's go up about four years and have a look. Yeah. 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 Like, so how, that's not how you record guitars. Like, yeah, that, I was just figuring it out then like look at something newer dude you're totally right you're totally right uh, commenter <laughs> for sure and that's the thing yeah. too there's sometimes i have some videos i would just think like you know maybe it's time to delete but you know what there's something about it even if you look absolutely horrible i mean i've got some that if i watch right now they're so embarrassing to me but there's some merit to it there's one little point that maybe works and it's worth it to keep it for that one particular person that comes in and learn something from it do you ever miss do you ever miss that element of how you used to feel when you were first starting out, when you had a really long hill ahead of you? You know that feeling of like, I'm going to prove you wrong or I'm going to, that that chip yep. that only comes with having absolutely nothing. And not that, not that you do this for anything numbers related or anything mm-hmm. like that. You do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And um, do you ever miss like back when you're first starting out. Uh, do you ever miss those days at all? Yeah, I Get do. Get nostalgic about it? I do. Because yeah, I do too. what started for me, and, and actually, this is this is good. This is a really good conversation. Let's, let's go into this direction to see how you started. For me, I had no idea about doing a this and talking to cool people out there on the internet. I mean, we do that in our lives through Facebook and through emails and things sure. like that. But on a one-on-one interview type thing, I was, you know, I, I've loved Van Halen and, and I have a lot of the Van Halen gear and pedals and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, I used to use YouTube as a dumping ground. You know, let's go get, let's get videos off my computer and stick them on YouTube, you know, and it was banned stuff back in the day before I retired. And then I thought, let's share some of my pedal knowledge and hooking up pedals and stuff like that. And I said, Hey, um, you know, maybe I'll continue this. If you like it, show some comments down below. And I was terrified. Camera audio, like you said, uh, sometimes shot with cell phones, a lot of cases, really bad cell phones, uh, like almost like a Motorola flip with a video camera, if that's, (laughs) you know, capable, you know, view master and, uh, and the feedback came somewhat positive and I pursued it. And, uh, so yeah. And that flying by the seat of your pants, not knowing what you're doing, no scripts back then, no, like zero scripts. It's just like, you know, um, mm, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But how about you? Uh, how about you when you got into that? Um, mine was started from an, uh, a forum argument. Uh, I used to hang out on rig talk and the boogie board cause I was super into maze boogies at sure. the time. Yeah. And there was an argument on how a dual, dual rectifier would sound mic'd with an Audix i5 versus an SM57, which are two totally different mics. Sure. And people, these these guys were arguing back and forth. I'm sure you could still find the thread somewhere. <laughs> and no one had any evidence to back anything that they were saying up on a form. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm bored. I should I should get into doing that home recording stuff mm-hmm. like. Because I really wanted to do home recording when I was like 16 years old, but that was 1996, and home recording did not exist then. Yeah, and um, I was like, oh, I should give it a shot, and I bought both mics. You know, they're 100 bucks a pop, not a big deal. I was I was working a a, a corporate Boeing gig at the time, mm-hmm. and I just did it, and I I posted the video, and I got in the chat, and I posted it, and the video got like 100 views, and I thought, wow. <laughs> I can't a hundred a hundred people 
watched that video and I don't know any of them. Yeah, strangers. Like that's pretty cool. It sure is. And I just really love the art of recording and post-production. I still do. I mean, that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just started. So first came the audio and then I was like, well, eventually I have to show me playing mm-hmm. because people were asking for it. And so I got the the family Sony Cybershot. Okay. Remember that? And, yeah. And I would prop it up and I would have to film every video I did twice. So I would film it. I'd film it once because you couldn't see if the angle was good. So I'd film it once. Oh wow! Look at it, and if it wasn't, if it happened to be good, then keep. I just got lucky. Yeah. Uh, but more often than not, I would have to reframe it and then shoot it again and just hope it was in frame. That's just how I did it. Wow! I don't know any other way. Yeah, I've got that's the tools that were available to you. When you yeah. sh- when you shoot today, do you have someone assist you? No. No, you still self shoot. Yep. Yeah. I, Everything. I tend to have Junior, uh, who you met earlier tonight uh, on mm-hmm. the call, um, I have him because, you know, they always say never self-shoot. And, I mean, you, you can. You can, you certainly can in, yeah, in a pinch. And, and you do, obviously, you do very well. Yeah. Um, but my vision is horrible. And um, focus focus for me is I've done some videos that I've, I, I've done the whole shoot. And I come back and I watch. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. man, it's like Vaseline across the screen. What happened? And what do you do? What do you do? It's like, oh, I've had to scrap some stuff. So he's my yeah. eyes. Not only that, he's uh, the director and, and the producer in a lot of cases too. So you know, it's, it's always nice. Cool. Uh, but that that helps tremendously. But yeah, the, the, it's come so far, you know, from from what you've done in the past, what we've all done in the past, to where we are today. But it, it's yeah. nice things, you know. It's it is good to leave those old cringy videos up there because you yep. you give encouragement to other people. You can do it. Everyone starts somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Jump back over to the chat there as well. Quentin James is here saying, uh, first question, ha, huh? he says. Uh, first question. Yeah, there you go. He said he was trying to do it in your voice. Um, <laughs> James Poulin, brew in hand. Uh, let's go. Warren Hughes says, silly me. Thank you for the video fluff. Um, let me see. Carlos Santin, my fellow Canadian friend, says, uh, and he's a, uh, he's turning over to line six, man, uh, big time. And we'll talk about that later on in the evening as well, too. He went from an HXFX to... Um, um, full-blown Helix. He hasn't made the purchase yet, but he's trying one out right now. So we'll talk about that tonight and he's loving it. Cool. Um, let me see here. Quentin James Warren, no one recognizes you because you're always looking at your fretting hand. <laughs> he's always, he's got the hood on. He's always looking at his fret hand. Um, Warren, he's, <laughs> it's like I go to these things and I have a one-track mind or something. Blimpus Videos is here saying, uh, hello, Eric and Fluff. Curtis Murata is here. Happy uh, Aloha Friday, everyone. Jason Sedites, you must know Jason in the, in the Line 6 community. Jason, uh, look for his stuff. He does a lot of the dialing in series. Dial- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah mm-hmm. he he's great. And a fellow Canadian who I just discovered, I had no idea that he lives another, you know, Glenn Fricker, another twenty five minutes away from me. So uh, Jason and I are going to hook up soon to do something together. He's saying cool. uh, hi there, Eric and Ryan for sure. Um, Richard Henry from the other side of the world. Hey, Eric and Ryan. Hello from across the water. Um, Robert Baker is here. He says, Robert "Let's Baker. summon demons." Best shirt ever. <laughs> great. Got to summon them, man. Humbucker Lover Guitar News Network is here. A great. Uh, check. Tell some of your people about that uh, that guitar group. It's really, really cool. Just for anything guitar news, it's very, very cool. Him and I are okay. doing some Skype guitar stuff tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Uh, Matt Harrison is here saying, what's up, guys? What's happening, guys, I should say? Uh, Kurt, let me see. I scroll too fast. Kurt Singer is here, and I uh, do this every single time. I'm going to try to find where I left off there. Um, pardon me. I'm sorry. At one point, I thought this channel was only EVH. Glad I kept digging into your videos. Great content. And that's the thing that we're we're opening up doors a lot more too. 
And the, here, this goes again to the negative that you can get as becoming a, you know, when you venture into the YouTube territory, you can, uh, um, you, you, you get accused, I get accused of being too much EVH. And then the next person will comment, there's not enough EVH. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if I'm 50% yeah. this too much, I'm 50%, where, where am I at? You know what I mean? You know, you, you gotta prob- do what makes you happy, man. Yeah. You probably get, you do too many gear reviews. You need to talk more. You talk too much. Oh you- man. I get it. I get it pretty good. L- lately, everyone's been pretty snarky no matter what I do. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. The public will try to, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a form of cyberbullying. Yeah. When they're trying to take ownership of your thing. Yep. By chopping you down for something that they're watching for free. Yes. Like they're not paying anything for any of this. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I want because I do this for me. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry. And you do this for you. That's right. That's right. First and foremost. That's right. And that's how it should be. You know, this is your baby. Yeah. And you know, that stuff is my baby. And like, I don't care if anybody likes it. Like I didn't do this to, I just. Right. I just love it, man. Like that's, I don't know. It's just makes, makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Well, here's an example. Let's say Black and Decker, the tool company contacts you or, or I right now and says, okay, guys, I want you to do a review on this uh, blender. Okay. And we don't know, I, I know anything. Maybe you do know about blenders. I don't know much about them. I, I know they, <laughs> they mash stuff up. How awesome would it be if I did know a whole bunch about blenders? And I was like, well, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be really, really cool. However, <laughs> you know, so if we, if it's, it's like you've worked, I know I'm sure you in many years worked in sales, whether it be music retail or whatever. Yeah. I've had a lot of sales experience. Yep. Um, where you, where you succeed is when you believe in the product and you're an ambassador for different brands. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. tonight. And I like to talk about different brands and I like to try to promote them. Um, but if you don't know anything about it, first of all, people will see right through that. So if you're talking about a blender and saying you should buy this because of this, then I could see people having the right to attack you and saying, fluff, you don't know anything about blenders, man. You get out of the game Well, you're doing this because you love music. You love the gear. That's you know a lot about it. And you're providing the content, like you said, for free. Now, it's one thing if you are if you have Patreon subscribers and, and people that pay for your content. Sure. And then Absolutely. they say, I'm not feeling, uh, I'm not feeling I'm getting the love here or that, you know, uh, is it worth to subscribe? That's a different story. But totally. when you're providing content Agreed. for free, it's it's a totally Agreed. different game. Yeah. The, uh, I always get, so a lot of my stuff, like a lot of people think that I'm, I get a lot of comments on how much did they pay you to do this? <laughs> I just thought it was cool, and I was showing you guys. Like, I get accused a lot of, of oh, you're just being paid off. It's just a money grab. But if I do something like the cheapest guitar on Amazon, which you buy, that's okay. Yeah, I know. That's totally okay. But if I show some plugin, oh, that's that's totally. You're just totally a puppet, man. Like, yeah. no, I just thought it was cool. Jeez, that's right. Well, that you know, that's when people geez. come here. One of the things I, you know, some people will say to me, they'll say, well, you, all your, all the reviews you do are favorable. Well, here's the secret to that. Um, you know, there's a lot of reviews out there, a lot of channels that will do, this is a great product. This, this product sucks or anywhere in between. I won't do any reviews on things that, that suck. It's not worth my time. Honestly, it's not totally not worth my time to do a review on something that sucks. I mean, you, you know how many hours goes into these things way more than we like to admit. And is it yeah. worth it? The only thing that's worth it to me uh, on a on a YouTube review, there's two things that are worth it. And before even the manufacturer is happy, the product manufacturer, it's it's the the consumer base. If someone comes and says, 
you know what? That was so helpful. I bought that product based on your recommendation. I don't get a commission check. You know, now sure, sometimes through some uh, Amazon affiliate things and things like that, there's a, a 50 cents here or whatever, but it's not a commission check from the manufacturer. It's like, wow, that's that warm and fuzzy feeling that you talked about earlier when someone buys something because you showed it. Right. And I think uh, a lot, I get lumped into the review channel a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't do reviews. Like if I do a review, it's going to say review, but otherwise it's a demo. Yes. It's, it's, it's what I would do with this thing if I actually owned it. That's right. That's, that's all. And I leave it to them. The whole point of my channel was to let the viewer decide if they liked it or not. And so many people uh, l- look to me and go, well, is it better than this or not? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you if a Kemper is better than a Fractal that is better than a Helix. Like, you make that call, man. Yeah. Who are you to say that's that it me. is? That's right. Who am I to say? Yeah. Just because um, Fluff says it is, it doesn't, doesn't mean necessarily that it is. That's right. Yeah. And and a lot of people have completely missed that point over the years uh, with my stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you never say anything bad. I'm like, well, A, you know, see how long your career lasts if you just try to make a career out of chopping things down. Exactly. You know, that's this right. sucks. Let's set it on fire. Like, that's only going to get you so far for so long. Like, that's right. If you just check it out and let people decide, then all the better. That's right. It's like the shock food reviewers, right? You go into like right. a really, really nice restaurant. It's like service was horrible. Steak was room temperature. Uh, you know, it's like, and, and they want to be brash and, and, you know, and almost swear in the reviews. And really, what does that do just to make you something, you look like a jerk. Yes. That's a great example, actually. Yeah. And a lot of us too in the in the YouTube community, you know, people will sometimes like, especially for you, you know, you'll get approached by people all the time. But what people don't realize is that you know, there's probably um, gigs that you will turn down for the sole fact that you know it's it's very nice and flattering to be approached. But you know, if you can't give it a favorable review and even even sometimes anything good to say, it's best like the old cliche: if you have nothing good to say, let's move along, right? Yeah. And just re- refrain from it, you know, for sure. But it's that's one of the next questions I had down the road for you is the fact that you've had the, um, you know, probably the opportunity to to review almost like a whole music store's worth of gear over the years. I mean, with the amount of yeah. stuff that's been sent your way that, you know, you've established and people have reached out to you. What is something that you've had the opportunity to review that not only was a blessing and that you loved, but something that maybe is like a, a, a mainstay of your arsenal of gear today. Oh man. Tough one. Yeah. Wow. You're going deep already. Wow, okay. <laughs> Let's get you going. Um, we can always come back to it. There's been like a few microphones. I mean, um, the Apollo, okay. uh, the universal audio, um, Apollo interface, they had sent me just to review a little twin and I wasn't super familiar with the whole universal audio thing and monitoring in real time mm-hmm. and, um, hooking up a bunch of, you know, 1176s, uh, going into your DAW and things like that. And I got it and I was like, this is incredible. And, uh, I laid, just recently got an Apollo eight finally. Um, I think the Helix was that way for me in yeah. a lot of ways. Nice. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of microphones, uh, Balaguer guitars, yes. uh, whom my signature models with the Hyperion. He had sent me one of his early guitars just to do a review on. I was like, dude, this thing is awesome. Like, and, uh, 
yeah, Balagar guitars, the Apollo, and the Helix, I'd say, were the, the things that I'm like, hey, uh, can we talk about me hanging on to this? Because yeah. <laughs> I just buy this. No, I didn't know much about the Apollo, but I, I figured, I figured just, you know, uh, you know, watching some of your things, uh, Line 6 for sure, and uh, the Hyperion guitar of yours as well, too. I was looking that up today as well, too, so that's kind of a, obviously I've seen it, but it's more like a Firebird slash, uh, you know, that along that line, kind of, is that, am I safe in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice guitar, and you're, are you mainly like a one humbucker du- a dude? Um. Yeah, pretty much, although with clean stuff, I like the neck. Nice. And did you play yeah. in the middle position a lot too? Uh, no, never. Ne- never actually. Never really. No. Wow. Eh. It's, it's, it's too. It's too middle of the road. Okay. So it's got to be one or the other for you. Uh, most of the time. Okay. I I do agree with you though uh, when it comes to Helix and and you know when you and I were talking about doing the show, I presented two offers to you to do this show or do the new segment that I've got launching on Sunday called the Helix Hour. And the reason why I, I developed this new segment was because, you know, Helix has entered my life back in the fall. Uh, I guess it would be, uh, I'm going to say September, October sometime last year. I had Jeff Waters from the Canadian metal band Annihilator, which I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. with. And, you know, of course I'm familiar with Line 6. It's not like that. I didn't know the brand. I've had some of their products over the past, you know, as a kid. I shouldn't say that, but they weren't even around when I was a kid. But, you know, as an adult, young adult. Um, so Jeff's on talking about this Helix, whatever. And next thing you know, I've got a Helix rack here starting to play with it. And it changed my life immediately. And I know you got the rack. And uh, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. As a guy that's these big tube amps, like the the Mesas and, and everything in between, yeah. how has it changed your life? I see you putting all kinds of patches on custom tone. How, how has it changed your life both in the studio and, and live? So for live, I used to tour around with a pedal board and we were doing these opening slots in some of these tours as well as our headlining stuff. But Mm -hmm. we would do these shows for like these bigger shows. And in those situations, you have to basically uncap the caps from the road cases, throw the road cases on play and then immediately rip all your stuff off. And it's go, 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 go. So any second you can gain and shave off from setup the better. And if you're more efficient, then that's just better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the pedal board thing, I was running a wireless, a pedal board wireless, and then it was like a power cable, um, a cable all the way back to the amp. And then if I wanted something in a loop, I either had to just have something like I had no tap tempo. So then I have to run two more cables out. Oh man. And I just got tired of the cable management stuff. And I decided I wanted to go completely just a single ethernet cord to some kind of a controller sure and i got in touch with uh matt mm-hmm. at line six and uh he sent he's like well you want to do a video on the the helix and you can just check it out and and keep it for a while and see if it's even something you would use in your live rig mm-hmm. and i looked up how to do the four cable method yep which you've got some good videos on, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so I wanted to do the four cable method, but I wanted it specifically set up with the snapshots and how to do MIDI. Mm-hmm. And that took a second. But uh, Eric Eric and Matt both were very, very helpful and resourceful. And because my main concern was lag. Yes. And if there was going to be some kind of a lag, because a lot of these units, it's like, you know, you have to hit it on the three to change by the four. Yeah. 
you know, there's a lot of lag in some of these units. And with the snapshot, as you know, preloads the DSP, it was just a revelation. I was like, oh my god! Like I immediately ordered a new rogue case because I didn't have the three three extra spaces for mm-hmm. the Helix. So I immediately ordered a case. And I was like, I just I have to have this. So let's uh, let's chat. And then I really wanted one for the studio desk mm-hmm. because if you're feeling creative, the last thing you want to do is stop and yes start dialing yes and patching and all that stuff you just want to kind of go and so i i have uh, a rack helix set up in uh via uh Espidif into the apollo okay and all i have to do is just turn it on and and off i go and it's been awesome so i like that especially when you're talking about uh you know delays between switching especially with your style of music which is very fast very up tempo yeah. i mean you don't have time to even think you know, it's, it's nope. gotta be instantaneous with the snapshots like you're talking about. Um, yeah. and, and it's worked for me as well too. Like I'm, I'm i I'm a tube guy through and through just like yourself. I mean, there's no substitution for, for tube. And it's one of the things I like about the staff at line six, you know, you've, you've come into contact with them many times and daily, I'm sure, you know, they never want to say it's our stuff and nothing else. They really want to see it integrate with, um, with your favorite gear. And uh, I've, I've been doing some things where I'm using the the Helix as the kind of a left and what a left and uh, right kind of a wet wet, and then I'm using the tube amp dr- right up the center dry, oh, no effects, and it That's sounds cool. absolutely absolutely beautiful. You get your cake and you can eat it too, which is quite yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I just use it mainly in the live rig for effects and amp switching and tuning. Okay. Um, because basically it's re- it's basically replaced the pedal board, mm-hmm. and I can actually have something in the loop, tap tempo. I can have my cake and eat it too because I want the tube amp core tone, but I want all the bells and whistles of the Helix. And so they just, they get to work together and they work together beautifully and I can still switch with MIDI. And if something goes down, I just plug in a different controller and it's clean and I have one single ethernet cable out to the front of the stage and otherwise I'm completely wire free. That's perfect. It's just, it's the dream dream rig it's now, awesome now how does someone like yourself or other guitar players out there that are used to these pedal boards that do everything they want they've got all their favorite you know their their yeah. all their favorite pedals sometimes boutique pedals sometimes whatever over the counter yeah. blah 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 and now we can do it all with one solution how does one go from that comfort zone to to something like this that does it all for you without kind of like being like out of out of their comfort zone yeah a lot of the pedal guys i mean i'm not a I'm into pedals. I like pedals a mm-hmm. lot. Sure. Um, I was never, I'm not like some of the guys who are like hardcore purists. Um, I just want whatever's going to get me there sonically. Mm-hmm. I don't care really what it is. Yeah. And I get a lot of the pedal guys like to bend down and start just twisting knobs. Sure. Okay. That's valid. But if you're playing, you know, if you have a two week tour and on day five, some kid is stage diving and steps on your pedals or spills something on it on your board. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have no sound and you have no idea why <laughs> that's the worst ever. You don't know where to start looking. You don't know where to start. Or um, even a cable that's gone bad, a, a patch cable between pedal yes. to pedal pedal. That can happen a lot. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, I never really had a problem with cables after we switched. Uh, so uh, me and the band have a HOSA endorsement. Yeah. The good cable company. Yep. Yeah, and Hosa has just been amazing uh, to me and and the band. Um, whatever we need, uh, they just always hook us up. They're so good to us. And uh, 
Dylan came in and was basically like, you guys need better cables. <laughs> and uh, he, he hooked us all up with cables. And after that, we didn't have a problem with cables. But yeah. chasing a cable problem is just the worst because you know you're wasting time yep. and spending something stupid while you're doing it. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and it's always the simplest thing, too, when it comes to cables. You're going through from pedal to pedal to pedal, and it might even be actually be your guitar cable going to the first pedal, not even any of your patch cables, but you don't have time to troubleshoot on the fly like that. Especially, nope. like you said, you've had your most of your career is like the opening act, and the way you get hired again for these big acts is these are the guys that are in and out, no stress, yep. no no divas, no nothing. And uh, if you can't do that, then, you know, you, the jobs, uh, the phone calls are going to stop coming in. That's absolutely true. You never want to be the guy or the band that everyone's waiting on. Oh, hang on, hang on. I got to get my little, hang on, hang on. Just, uh, it's the worst. You know, one of the nicest compliments you probably could ever get, and I'm sure you've probably had it over the years, is when you get one of the, uh, maybe the guitar player from the headline act, whatever. Man, why'd you cut your set so short? You could have did another seven minutes, man. You were on fire, you know, because you were that guy that got in and out. And, uh, you know, yep. you, you did it well. Yeah, we, uh, our, our band, uh, Rest Repose is kind of, we have a set and we will help you load off mm -hmm. and we will load on and we will rip through our set. And if someone's running over or whatever, we will take the slack and we will cut our, sh our set short nice. just to write the boat. We're that band because it's about the bigger picture. It's never about you. That yep. shouldn't be about you that's right and that's how your following will develop as well too these are the guys right. that are the, they're fun you know they help and you're gonna you're gonna um own a lot of those fans from the headline act or the other opening acts as well too and it just uh it's a uh, it's just so uh uh addictive for sure let's jump back yeah. over the chat for a quick second and continue on with that as well too let's get and we're going to come back and let you think about this sure. a little bit talking about uh, when you got into music and you can tell us a little bit about maybe some of the other things you might have done before music was a thing maybe with some sports or things like that so we'll come back to that um so i met, forgot to mention jay tacos and guitars we were just talking um before we went live with him he's got a great channel as well too um, he has a really cool little corner at the end of his, he does a lot of reviews as well too. And at the end of his, uh, reviews, he does a coffee corner where it's kind of, um, coffee and conclusions. So after he does a <laughs> review, you know, um, he, one of his sponsors is a coffee company, which is very, very cool. And I want to uh, get that. Yeah. How do you get that? I, th reach out, man. <laughs> That's I, a lot of, a lot, I will. Of a lot of times, you know, you, 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 you us, we, we go after what we think is the right things, right? Gear, 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 gear. And then sometimes it's like. Uh, how about a pizza company or a coffee company, right? We need to eat and drink some coffee. FAQ Monday is like, I need a coffee sponsorship. That's right. So he'll do coffee yeah. and conclusions. And so here's my wrap up, you know, um, whereas another reviewer I like to watch uh, here again too, um, uh, Curtis Judd, he's into audio, video, photography, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, Curtis? I, I love his videos. Yeah. He's great, isn't he? Uh, yes. He's I, really, really good. I, I love him. And I haven't mentioned him enough on the show. Um, he's, he's recommended certain products that I've bought. Like when one of my, Same. like my NAM rig was the Tascam uh, DR60 Mark IV, whatever. You know, it's a nice mm -hmm. little field recorder for under the DSLR. That was yeah. all solely on his recommendation. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he will give a, re he'll say, okay, here's my review. I think it's great. If you want to stick around, here's, you know, you'll get the, the nuts and bolts of the review at the end of it. But, it, you know, some of these people that have a three second attention span, he'll say right at the beginning of the video, what's cool about it. So it's really, really neat. So Jay does, yeah. uh, Jeff does the opposite. He'll say at the end, he'll say, all right, let's have some coffee and chat. And uh, here's my final wrap up, which is very cool. Um, yeah. 
So we mentioned Jason Zedites earlier. Richard Henry's here from across the water. Robert Baker, as I mentioned. Matt Harrison, Quentin James. Um, yes, we talked about the AVH. Tactical Six String is here. Tavares Project uh, is here as well. It says Love Fluff. Um, let me see here. Uh, Jay's uh, Tacos and Guitars is saying Fluff, the new studio looks killer for sure. Thank you. Darren Moore, Rock and Roll, who I've just got him to purchase an HXFX. And this guy, like myself, was so against digital, digital, digital. And he went with the H. Now, do you have the HXFX yet? No. No? Mm-hmm. You got to check it out. You really got to check it out. I do want it. to. Yeah, you will like it a lot. Uh, it's And you're going to want to update the firmware as soon as you get it because there's a lot of, you know, the 2.5 firmware, whatever, 2.5, whatever. Oh, yeah. There's some, the reverbs and uh, beautiful reverbs and stuff. But if you want to be that thing where you'd want to just not the Helix, not the amp modeling and stuff like that, um, it could be maybe your B rig and yeah, yeah. you'll love it. So I'll check that out for sure. But he got okay. that and he's uh, he's loving it. And Somniac Matt says the first video of Ryan's that I saw was his video on an EMG 5766. Oh, wow. How, how far back does that ago. go? Oh, boy. 2011, 12? in 2013. Okay. Yeah. That's close. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely he's definitely gone back. Oh gee, yeah. And that's the thing; people will discover these videos. We can't predict where they're coming in, and we can't direct people. We just do our best, right? That's the unique thing about the platform: is those videos are there forever. I know. Like it's not like a commercial where it's only here for a season or something. That's right. Good and bad and ugly and everywhere in between. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Ron Bain says, "Fluff." I swear that is your favorite T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> almost my favorite. Is t-shirt, it? Yeah. Um, I don't have a favorite t-shirt as long as it has a Van Halen logo or a road logo. I'm, I'm comfortable. And it's, right. it's, I have so many of these darn Van Halen shirts. Thanks to Van Halen store. Um, it, I swear to God, if you watch my videos, it looks like I have four shirts, but I have like 40 of them. And it's like, you, you, you could have a hundred and you look like you're wearing the same shirt all the time. You know, <laughs> you just, I, I don't know. You I just, get the same thing with, uh, uh, I'm really into a band called ghost. Okay. And, uh, I have a gazillion of their shirts and people are just like, do you have any other shirts? <laughs> then, then ghost shirts, like, yeah, I don't like them though. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a band name for you. I wonder if you know this. I'm sure you probably do. I should wear this shirt if I still have it. I wore it so much that no matter, it actually started to stink. And I mean, I mean, it went to the wash, but I wore it so much that it's the permanent stink. Yeah, yeah, it stunk. It stunk. Powder. Do you remember the band Powder? Phil X. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably a lot of the newer Phil X fans probably wouldn't know that. And and I can't take credit for it. It was my bass player that turned me on to them. But I really liked uh, Powder a lot. And so, you know, he had uh, ordered a couple of shirts. He got me one, whatever. And I'm going to look and see if I still have. There's kind of the cir- circular logo uh, with a little kind of a Nike swoosh in it, whatever. And uh, it was something I wore to death. Um, and it actually stinks, not because of the band, because of the uh, the permanent BO. But yeah, <laughs> too much, too much, too much knowledge there. Um uh, let me see here. Uh, Insomniac Matt says, I think it would be cool for Eric to have an interview with Colin from CS Guitar. Uh, it'd be hard to organize because he lives in Scotland. No, we can organize anything. Uh, I have guests from across the world all the time. Uh, James says, uh, Boogie Rocks. Um, let me see here. I do this all the time. I hate when I scroll that fast. You know what? Tell you what, before I scroll again, I'll get, re- I'll get over to that. Tell us a little bit about your background. When you got into music, was guitar the first instrument that you uh, gravitated towards? And did you do, like a lot of people, try some sports and things like that before music was your forte? And uh, tell us how you made it uh, fell or, or succeeded at that. Um, you're talking about like way back? Yeah, as like, a kid, as a fluff, be- oh, yeah. as a pre-beard. Um, 
No, I never did. I mean, I did sports, mm-hmm. but I never did them seriously. Yeah. Um, I played trumpet. I tried to play trumpet. Um, let's see. I played trumpet, and then when I was 14, I started playing guitar. And uh, that was pretty much it. Okay. Now, yeah. now sports, what sports did you get into? Uh, baseball. I was into baseball. Yeah. Uh, baseball, football, but mainly baseball. Did you, were you, were the guy that was like, hey, they, this guy's good? Or were you just kind of went through the motions? Uh, somewhere in between. Okay. I was, I, I could do okay. Um, but I wasn't like a superstar kid or anything like you that. You held your own. No, that's, that's good. I, I did okay. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of being that's, the guy that they laughed at, instead of being the guy that's on all the cards and all the, uh, the banners and stuff like that, you were at least holding your own and a team player, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Wicked, yeah. wicked. I, I am on the opposite hand. I tried all the sports. I sucked in hockey. I scored. My first goal I scored was on my own net, and I actually cheered until all my teammates like beat the crap out of me on the ice. Uh, so the sports was not my thing. Let's jump over to uh, the band. Uh, Blimpus is saying, Fluff, any new R&R music in the works? And, and I, I've, I've checked out the Facebook page today. You guys are talking about some things. Share with us, share with us what's happening in 2018. Um, we are recording new music. We're writing, we're demoing pre-pro, pre-pro stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it, I can't really talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to be traveling a lot. Good. Good. Which is all I can say. I, I did see a post on Facebook about some uh, opening acts and stuff like that. So that's very, very cool. Looking for it. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, I know you'll release all that knowledge uh, in a uh, in in, due time. Uh, in the next two weeks. Wow! People, people will uh, people will know where to where to see us. That's good. That you know, I'm really I really I love how this is going with you tonight because I had a flow of where I wanted to go with this tonight, and we're going completely out of order. But this is awesome because it's, we're going in and we're following the way the flow of the chat. Um, What's it like with Jared, your drummer in the band? Mm-hmm. You, the two of you guys are like incredibly popular, popular YouTubers. How does that translate to fans? I'm, I'm assuming it can bring in new fans as well to the band just because of the popularity of you guys as uh, personalities and content creators on YouTube. But how does it translate to fans? And, and uh, how, what is it like having two guys that are take away the band or you know, incredibly popular on a, on a social platform? And then your musicians and a band trying to put out a product as well. Um, it's an interesting transition. I mean, really, the ultimate goal of the band is to be a band of two YouTubers, not two YouTubers that have a band. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had to fight. Um, you know, there's been some articles written that we've had to go after the people that are writing them because, like, they'll bill us as. They they will literally bill us as Jared Dines featuring Rest Repose. Oh wow, you know that kind of stuff. And Jared doesn't like that either. Like, right. You know Jared Dines's band or Rest Repose featuring Jared Dines. Like yeah. a lot of the promoters and stuff that we've worked with in the past, like don't. That's still very old school world, and they don't get the social media thing a lot, and so that's kind of been an uphill battle. Although. You know, we'll take a week and get, but mm-hmm. you know, you you never want to slight the other guys as well. Exactly, they still have to have that that social currency. Yes, um, as it were. But uh, 
don't know. It's it's been a fun challenge. I think you know we definitely had an advantage forming the band going into it mm-hmm. that not a lot of bands have, like right off the bat. Um, we've had some growing pains that just happen to be public, just because that's what happens when you're a young band and you're figuring out who wants to actually go and do it and who actually doesn't really want to go do it and who can do it and all that kind of stuff. So that's right. Uh, it's it's been fun, but you know the ship has been righted and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. I think probably what you could say as well, too, and that's fantastic to hear, is the fact that if anyone wants to look at you guys and label you as, okay, a couple of famous YouTubers, uh, we're just going to do some music for fun, come on out to a show. Um, you know, you know, you can you can hate us after you leave or you can love us, but come out to a show, and I bet you a lot of them when they come out to a show, they're going to say, okay, wow, this was, I'm really glad I come out to this. Yeah. I mean, you never, either way, people are going to come out and have an awesome experience. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why you do it. Yeah. And uh, it's just a lot of fun, man. And the fact yeah. that you do have the platforms of the YouTube channels, it certainly doesn't hurt. It's a numbers game. Nope. I mean, with all numbers, you're going to have haters and lovers as well. But, I mean, it's a large audience, and take it as you will, right? You need to see what right. happens with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Exactly. Uh, Mary Blanchard says, Jason Sedite's channel is great. Uh, and check him out for sure. You're going to love him for sure. Okay. Uh, Carlos Santon says, my Instagram videos uh, are in that awkward, awful phase, working on getting better, uh, though, baby steps. And that's the thing. Um, you know, confidence, um, it, this might sound silly and you tell me your thoughts on this as well too, but there's a lot of times if I'm thinking about a new show idea, whatever, I'll recite the lines, you know, I'll be driving in the car and I'll just recite the lines and see how it sounds. And it's like, Oh God, that sounds, that sounds horrible. You know what I mean? It's like, Whoa, Whoa, don't, don't be saying that on the air or other times like, okay, yeah. I gotta remember that. I'll make a note or I'll talk to Siri. Hey Siri, we make this note, you know, and confidence is never something that's going to, you're going to be, well, maybe some people are, you might be a David Lee Roth and you'd be a, a bound in, in confidence. Uh, overconfident, but uh, you know, if you're putting yourself out in social platform, just do it. One of the things he's doing, he's talking about, he does a thing called origins and he talks about origins of words. It's actually really, really cool. Oh, maybe, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe a question I was going to ask you in the program as well. Too. I think there's some things on YouTube we could do, let we could uh, have a lot less of, and there's probably some things we could use some more of. Um, I don't know what the right or wrong is on that, but education whether it be, you know, Absolutely. fixing your plumbing or, or in this case, maybe, uh, you know, making some better English in, in people's lives and in my life included, it's, that's, that's awesome. That's free content. Yeah. You know? Free. Yeah. Uh, so more power to you, Carlo. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Keep talking to the camera. Keep talking to your friends and fans. And uh, once it becomes natural to you, you're going to realize you're just talking, having a conversation and it's not so scary anymore. Um, James Pullen says it's all about the EVH community, what we share together. And I know I'm probably about 30 minutes behind the chat, which is not, uh, unlike me. Uh, <laughs> Jason Sedites is here actually and says, thank you so much, Mary. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, I guess he's saying I comment and I realize I'm logged into my wife's YouTube account. That's the best. Thank goodness. It's not like a really em- embarrassing name or something like, you know, frilly bells or something like that. Right. Yeah. That, that could be embarrassing. Uh, James Pullen says, what a great interview. Thank you. I appreciate that. Single Coil Lover here, who is the uh, wife of Guitar News Network and uh, Humbucker Lover. She's saying, um, hey, everyone, I'm here for the Blender chat. So she, she comes in at the Blender chat. Perfect. So How do you he, feel about Blendtec? That's right. So I'm going to actually, when, I, when the video is done, I'm going to put in some uh, Black & Decker and some Blender hashtags or some key, <laughs> uh, uh, some tags because that's going to get me the views now. Um, Bresbo, uh, how you doing, Eric? And all uh, family can't wait to hear from everybody. Uh, if F and F Gamers is here saying, Eric, what did I miss? Not too much. You might have to rewind. Um, 
Let me see here. Uh, this is a good uh, comment from Darren Moore. He says, I personally wouldn't want to watch a review that's pure, pure negative negativity anyways. As a consumer, it's a waste of my time and has little benefits for me. You know, if, if you might, you might, your buddy might say, hey, hey, Darren, um, you know, I know you're interested in getting X and X pedal. It's not, it's not really that good. So you might save that for a rainy day and you go to the guitar store and you try it and think, oh yeah, my buddy told me it's not good. And I agree. We don't have a lot of time in our lives to watch everything. So... You know, if it's going to be a complete negative kind of crap fest, probably best to to move on to something that might be encouraging. Yeah, or or at least informative. Yes, exactly. Saying something sucks doesn't do me any good. Why does it suck? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I, I don't like this politician. I don't like this religion. Well, why? Right. You know, right? Yeah. And we won't get into that. But I mean, why? You can't just say that. You got to, okay, well, and then when someone says, well, because, okay, you don't have a, your point is nothing. Is this not the uh, ev- evangelical uh, political hour podcast? <laughs> no. Is this no? Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. You put the wrong show. Wrong podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I should have told you. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let me see here. What else we got? Uh, Carl Sanders said, "Negative energy is never good for anyone." I try to stay away from it. I agreed one hundred percent. And that's one of the things too. You know, if you're watching something. If it's, I watch a lot. I do watch a lot of YouTube videos. Thanks to my son, he for and if it wasn't for a twelve-year-old kid, I would have not discovered you. I probably would have because of gear. But I mean, I by still, I got to give credit where credit is due. Junior is who made me awesome. discover you and Jared. And you know, if you don't like something, move along. You know, just yeah. why why say you suck or thumb it down or whatever. Just move along. There's lots Man. more to watch. I yeah, uh, you gotta wonder. Like, I feel sorry for those. Like, so I get told things like. I, I, over the years, I've been told things like you would be so much better off killing yourself than mm-hmm. making videos like this or, you know, people inboxing me like really threatening stuff like I'm going to stab you when I see you at Nam, or yeah, over gear videos like, are you kidding me? Like, well, how bad is your life that you feel warranted that you can say that to someone that you've never even met? A complete stranger. A complete stranger is telling me. You know what? I hated I hated your guitar tone so bad, and I hate your fat fingers so bad. I'm literally want to stab you when I see you. I I did have one guy say want threatened to rip my mustache off at Nam. I did have that. So good luck. That's that's really that's that's some growth. And I mean, trying to rip off that beard that'd be a tough one. But how? That's a question I did have for you. How do you deal? Um, and I, a lot of our a lot of our our fellow friends, like you know, Robert Bakers of the world and things like that, and yeah. Jared especially. Jared's got some crazy views on his stuff and yeah. yours as well. Um, there's probably a lot of praise, but there's the negative or just people who are under the bridge, you know, waiting for their next meal of scraps to fall off, uh, you know, from someone with a latte yeah. above. How do you deal with the negative? And what advice you could you give? It. You got to embrace it, man. So uh, the negative comments are only are, are good because it's confirmation that your stuff is reaching new people mm-hmm. for one. Um, and you never want to get in. So the dangerous thing that these YouTubers uh, fall into, for example, the Logan Pauls of the world, Mm -hmm. they fall into the bubble. They get stuck in their own bubble of yes, men, and you're awesome and you're doing nothing wrong. Uh, and then you go off to a, a suicide forest and then film a bunch of stuff. Like that's how that happens over a long period of time. You get in your own bubble and you have no check. There's no checks and balances um, especially if all you're doing is just making vlogs and talking to the camera and making gazillions of dollars. Like, um, so the negative comments, you know, like some of them are stupid, but 
you know, a lot of them may be constructive. Even if they're not, it still just should keep you in check. I mean, they're they're good. I, I wouldn't want just awesome all comments. I mean, no, no, of course. Who would want that? No, exactly, because it's, it's all weird. smoke. It's all being smoke blown up, right? It's it's right. it's your friends, you know, wanting to stroke your ego and things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. And like it's it's difficult. Have, you got to have the bad with the good, man. That's right. And, and you put yourself out in that territory and it does happen, which yeah. is which is part of the territory, whether you're an actor or a, a, a famous sports person or yeah. even in a, on a platform like YouTube or in Facebook and things like that. So it does happen for sure. Yeah. Um, here's a question from uh, FNAF Gamers. He says, Fluff, don't you have a video on starting a home studio? And he says he thinks he saw that one. Uh, do you, is, did you have a video like that? Home recording on a budget. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. From a few years ago. Sold. Okay, that's cool though. Everyone needs to start somewhere, and what you can do on yep. a budget, and then always grow. It's one of the nice things about studios. It's kind of like uh, you know building uh, you know your home. You uh, you can always add another room on later on. Take a wall down, add up. You can always add some more gear, modular, right? Yeah, I just <laughs> there's a huge difference between the guys that are like, I want to start something you know on a budget. Like okay, yeah. well basically all you need to do is buy a MacBook. Yep. Okay, cool. And then there's the guys that I'm sure you get this too, like. Okay, I want a 5150 sound. My budget's $2. And you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. no, no. Like, how, how, how can I get, how can I get a 5153 tone? I want all tube and it has to do jazz, high gain, uh, French pop, yeah. and gypsy jazz and King Crimson covers. And I don't want to spend any more than $150. What can I get? Yeah. Like, about three hours at my house. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah. No, you got to spend a little bit of money. That's right. Yeah. A little bit of money, but it'll go far for you. That's right. That's right. And you can always advance from there. And the nice thing about gear, right. there's always trade-ins, man. Always trade-ins. Yeah. That's why I always tell Absolutely. people in, when I was selling guitars to people in the music stores, I would always tell parents, okay, look, yeah, here's a, here's $150 Sears guitar that, you know, your, your child is going to sever their fingers off when they try to fret the notes or let's spend 450 bucks. With this amplifier, it's a good guitar. It plays nice and easy. Come back and see me in six months when your child has, you know, you know, really done well with it. And let's trade in for an eight hundred dollar guitar, and I'll give you, you know, sixty percent of what you paid for it, right? So you yeah. got you got to start with something decent and always go from there, and you'll always upgrade. Um, let's talk about the fifty one fifties. Let's talk about that. So one of the videos that yeah. you've done uh, some reviews on were the the various from PVs PV fifty one fifties, which are great amplifiers. I've had many of them before through the 5153s with EVH uh, and the Fender team, EVH gear. Uh, tell us how that's kind of found a niche for, for the metal guys. Um, well, back back before Eddie did the original PV5150, I mean, it was 1992, there was nothing for metal that didn't require either an overdrive mm -hmm. and a Marshall 800 or that kind of gain state, you know, six stages of gain, is crazy, especially in 1992 terms. I mean, you think back to 1992, I mean, you know, Michael Jackson was number one on the billboard. Yep. Uh, billboard charts. Um, I think Slash was a uh, guest solo on the record somewhere. But like, that's what was going on in music. And the things that could compete with the 5150 costs at that time, three or $4,000, you know, the Soldano SLOs, and things like that, that that kids could not afford. Mm -hmm. the gigging guitars certainly could not afford. Um, so the PV5150 like immediately 
like just changed the face of metal. I mean, that's that's a fact. And then people started putting overdrives and tube screamers in front of them. And it was like, oh man. Then you just get that magical tone. Yeah. And uh, you know that was uh, really really forward thinking at that time. Um, and he had a lot of input. Also, huge credit goes should go to James Brown. Yes. Uh, f- who who was the engineer actually putting the solder to the board with Eddie standing next to him going, uh, make it more sound like this. Like, yeah, you know, those two together, like, I, I don't think it can be understated on how, how that amp has changed popular music forever. It, it has. Uh, and you it look really, yeah, it did. You look at the artist roster. If you go to evhcare.com and you look at the artist roster, you've got everybody from, from country, a lot of metal. Now I think, I think the metal at the time was due to their artist relations manager, Chris Canella, who's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, he was a big fan of, uh, you know, metal, but I don't think that's all because of him. Um, I think it's just because the the metal guys have heard this. Okay. I got to check this out. Look at, you know, Scott Ian from Anthrax now, who's been a Randall guy forever and probably still doing some Randall. Obviously he's got some signature stuff, but gone to the EL 34, uh, and just loving it. It's just gained from, from, you know, from hell. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. There's, it's almost to the point where the only, the only limitation is your imagination because again, it will go there in spades. Yes, it will. Yeah. I had, uh, I was talking to you earlier off the air. I was talking about my friend, uh, Neil, uh, from Mm -hmm. over, I think he's in Ireland there. I think so. I, 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 apologies if I'm wrong, but I know he's over that way. And he did a video because I'm, I'm always joking with people. Well, I'm not joking. This is the way I, I play. I, I dime my mids on every 5150 amp from the PVs to through the through the EVHs and just for fun. Even the EVHs, wow. E, do it for fun and do it and see what you say. And it's really funny. I watched his video and, and I, I saw this. I, I subscribed to his channel and I had notifications on, didn't see this video. And he labels this video with my name on it saying like my method, whatever. And so I had to check it out. And it, so he's a big, brutally guy, right? And, you know, he scares you if you see him, like he's going to beat you up or something. And yeah. uh, he's playing his guitar. And he goes, okay, I'm going to try Eric's way. And he di- he dimes the mids. And then he goes, okay, now do I like it? I think I do. And so I always joke, I take the mids, I turn the mids to 10, and I pull the knob off so they can't be adjusted again. But the mids on those amps just sound phenomenal. And I can't yeah. take credit for it. it was, and I recently I went to a music store, my local music store in town. I picked up some more cables for my mixer. And I said to the um, the the sales guy there, who was actually the first guitar player in my very first band, he's a sound yeah. engineer. And you might appreciate this as a sound engineer. We're going to get into a sound engineer question, which is Van Halen related next. I'm playing on stage one time, and he's running sound for the band I was in. He wasn't in the band. And he's giving me some signals, you know, as the sound guys will do, whatever, and I'm like, what, what, whatever. And he's got all kinds of hand signals. I didn't know what the heck he's talking about. He wanted me to turn, to change something. And so he, he goes, forget it, man. You don't understand what I'm saying. He came up, he took my mids and went Whoop, like that just because he was mad. Just because he was mad and he dimed my mids. All of a sudden just had the sizzle that just cut. And it's like, it's almost like for a second, it was like a hot poker in the ear. But it's like I was hearing notes I didn't hear before. Um, and even with metal, like I know a lot of metal, I'm assuming a lot of metal guys will scoop their mids. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but it sounds like that to me with an uneducated ear. But try it for fun and just see what you think. Just for one day, just crank those mids, bring the bass back, but crank the mids. And uh, for a one guitar player band, it's awesome. Oh, I I should know. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. and it it really does cut, so it's very, very cool. But but, uh, let's let's jump over to, because we talked about that, because you have a recording engineer background and you do a ton of that stuff, what mm-hmm. and because we're on a VH themed show, what has been one of your favorite captured 
Van Halen tones, uh, vinyl, you know, whatever, on any recording that you've heard uh, from an engineer standpoint, what have, what have you that is a favorite and maybe tell us why? Oh, man. I know it's a tough one. And there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. Everyone has a different answer. And I've never really asked an engineer before. I've just asked fans. Um, and it could be it could be something crazy. It could be 5150 with the introduction of electronic instruments and things like that, which you're probably not a fan of. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, yeah. It maybe. I grew up on the Van Halen records. I mean, my, my dad was a Van Halen nut. Hmm. And uh, when I was a kid, I was born. I, I'm, I'm older than most of my band. Uh, I'm 37 years old. Okay. And I used to stare at the back of the Van Halen one and wonder, it, how could David Lee Roth actually bend back that far? <laughs> like Gumpy. And I used to ask my dad that constantly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually like, I'm a big fan of his kind of lightly chorused. I, I guess they would be the Soldano tones. Okay. From. Carnal Knowledge. Uh, Carnal Knowledge and Balance. Okay, Nice. Nice. Um, I don't know what he was using on balance. I think it was a combination of the 5150. Yeah. So that was new, pretty yeah. new at the time PD's and a Silvano or something. Yeah. It could be a little bit of both actually. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a little bit of both to me. Um, I think the smoothness and just like, there's a lot of gain on those guitars. There but is. They're really clear still. Yep. And for back then, like no one was having those guitar tones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was, a I just started playing guitar back then. And when that kind of stuff, like when Van Halen would come on MTV and all that kind of stuff, um, and I had a neighbor that had, uh, what was that called? Right here, right now, mm-hmm. uh, or without a net? Yeah, I think it was called Live Without the a live Net. Record. Oh, yeah, that was great. Well, the so light, my the uh, the my li- neighbor who was a little um, older than me, he was a young guy, but uh, he had bought a house with his wife, and he had that on Laserdisc, I think it was. Yeah, the big, the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and he had the surround sound, and he used to play that, and I that that was just like that made a huge impression on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, those tones for me as a as an engineer, oh man, they sound like they were a dream to record. There's nothing wrong with that answer. In fact, that's a great answer because a lot of people that come through the show here are you know. And Halen one, bro. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of those things yeah. where that's probably one of the hardest sounds to duplicate. And one of the more easier sounds to duplicate, and it's never easy, but easier. I want to emphasize the word easier. And um, I, I made a note, too, to make a mention of this, too. Brian Cazell is one of my friends on Facebook, and he's big in the Line 6 communities here. You'll see him as well, too. Him and I are working on this. He, he made the patch. He, uh, he goes by Coffee Drinker on the Line 6 uh, custom tone. Oh. And he did a, um, uh, it's called Van Hagar. So check out that patch if you haven't. You probably downloaded it already. Oh, well. Yeah. So he's experimented a lot from that. He's going to be uploading it again, and he's done a wet, dry, wet. Um, but and wow. the balance tone around that era, a lot of people come in on that because you know the younger people that are in the twenties, very early thirties, yep. are yep. coming in around that, right? And that tone is really, really beautiful. And the secret to that was what he didn't have in the early days is that you know, and you were talking earlier about chorusing and things like that, is pitch to tune. And when you just do that slight pitch to tune, and I, I, I preach this on the show, you know, was he doing a couple of cents left and a couple of cents right, and yeah, having something in the middle? More, more so than a couple. Um, it, it's argued; oh. it, it, it could be argued many ways, and I, I'm not going to be the one that's going to say this is the way. Um, but it's between negative nine to maybe a negative eleven one side. That's and a then, lot. Yeah, it is, and then positive. So your 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 actual note is not changing; it's just a sense. Um, 
and so and so negative and positive, and then really play with your mix. And with the with the helix, you just put a pitch detune in there, and it's absolutely beautiful. And then you can actually assign it to the expression pedal, and you can bring that in more if you want, and uh, or less, uh-huh. right? And it's absolutely beautiful with a dry mix up the center. So that's a very very good answer is coming in on the balance era. You know, it's it's a totally totally good answer. Great records. Yeah, it, it is. And I mean, what like I'm I'm a David Lee Roth guy through and through, and I love I absolutely love. David Lee yeah. Roth, but I would be a complete liar and a hypocrite if I said I didn't like the, you know, the tours with Sammy Hagar, the songs kind of became, you know, more, you know, chantable yeah. and things like that. See, uh, that's interesting. Um, as an engineer, I listened to the energy on the early records and have you ever listened to like Roth's isolated vocals? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of cool, but I they're also, bad. Kinda, I know <laughs> they're pretty bad, yep. but, but, the sum of all the parts yes is obviously amazing that's right but uh it's interesting what you can get away with in a mix oh but, i know um, and then you go from that to the perfection sonically speaking that those later records were oh yeah with hagar and how polished and produced and Wow, that, oh, that so can good. be said about anything. I mean, it's, especially you having really? you have way more knowledge than I do on this subject when it comes to engineering. But you isolate some tracks, you listen to a drummer, and you listen to the snares. Like, oh my god, that just sounds like absolute crap. And then you put everybody, about, okay, who just redid the snare? That's the same snare, right? Yeah. It, that's right. that's a secret as opposed to doing a karaoke thing and just layering this voice on top of everything, just sitting right there. It's like you need to find your little hole and hide in there, yet still speak if that makes sense yeah 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 absolutely i totally I, agree i like that let's talk about we're going to be we're going to be wrapping up here in probably about 15 minutes or so but let's talk you did a recent giveaway and i'm not sure if you've announced the winners or not but tell us how that went with the uh with the sterling base that you were doing oh yeah i did just give away uh the sterling base uh, i just announced the winner on instagram about two hours ago oh great actually. on good yeah who won that um i don't know his name because mm. that's it's a username but i took oh, a yeah. screenshot oh nice just said, hey, dude, uh, private message me. <laughs> you got a lot of entries on that? I got tagged a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then in parallel to that, I did the Riffs and Beards 3 uh, giveaway on YouTube. And that was a riff contest that mm-hmm. lasted for two weeks. I got Line 6 involved. I got uh, you know, I got Dunlop and the giveaway one of my uh, signature guitars. I have not picked uh, all of the winners yet. I still have to go through a whole bunch of entries. But uh, it was downloaded. the The backing track that they had to play along to was downloaded seven thousand times. Oh my goodness! So I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> that doesn't mean everyone necessarily entered. Yeah. But last time when I did this two years ago and made it international, because this was U.S. only, when I made it international two years ago, there was six thousand entries, and that was fifty four hours of video I had to watch. Oh man. I was like, I'm never gonna do this again. <laughs> Not like that. It, it yeah. It, you have that's the thing. I've made some big mistakes as well too with contests. I have one running right now. I actually I'm doing several through the summer. As one as soon as one ends, I'm running another one again as well too. Oh. I, I wanted to do one to promote in the Van Halen land. Fifty one fifty is a uh, you know a symbolic number, right? And I know fifty one fifty is probably how many subscribers you get in an hour. But I mean that's where <laughs> I, that's where I I'm, wish that'd be great. I, yeah. That's where I just I just made that milestone a, a little while back. So I was giving some stuff away from road and we're doing some more things like that too. But, you know, we're always here again, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. 
And one of the first contests I ran, you know, I was using like a, a social driven uh, plugin uh, platform. And, you know, you get all these, you know, in the radio business, we call them like the contest pigs that just play the contest to to win a, a prize yep. and take it to the pawn shop and sell it. Right. Yep. And, you know, there's a big package that was won. And I don't even know if the person actually played guitar. And and me as the person giving something away, and especially with sponsors and that too, I, I take it personal. I want to see someone be yay, you know, and play that guitar like your bass. I want you probably want to see that person rock out on that bass, record some videos, maybe become a YouTuber or get a band or whatever, yeah. blah blah blah. But I'd much rather see that than yeah. I I, t- I took to the pawn shop and and look at I got this new suitcase now or you know whatever. Right. So right. you learn from those mistakes, but um. Uh, what what are your what are your ideas that you're thinking that you know in the future that could be really cool? Maybe maybe you don't even want to divulge that, but how do you learn from contests like you said, like that one where you did so many hours of having to watch videos? I'm sure you come up with ideas, and then maybe they're oh, not necessarily the best idea. Yeah, and also the last time I did this, this is the third time I've done this, but the last time it was hashtag based, and what I didn't know was um, YouTube has a cap. Mm-hmm. So I was having people upload their entries to YouTube with using the hashtag. Well, past 3,000 uh, 3, videos, YouTube will just start suggesting what they think you want to watch. You're oh. actually never, ever going to see all the entries. You can't. Yeah. YouTube will not let you. There so you, you have to Google it. Oh, man. And it, it, it's So that's why I moved it over to Instagram because now you can at least follow the hashtags. That's handy. Um I wish it didn't have to be video based, but I mean, video is what I do yeah. and I'm kind of known for, so that that's fine. But, um, this time was us only. And that's the first time it's been us only, only because it's just, it's been such a headache in the past. Like, you know, I shipped a, a set of pickups to Indonesia and the government was like, uh, we think these are worth two, whatever they are. We don't really get what they are. Mm-hmm. We think they're worth $200. So you need to pay taxes on $200 yeah. before we give it to brokerage, you, you know, and these winners, like they can't afford anything. Yeah. And so then you're stuck. I just, no, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing any of that. And p- people were very, very upset with me and sending me lots and lots of hate mail. Um, but you know, ultimately it was up to the manufacturers if they wanted to, cover the cost and headache of shipping internationally. Yeah. And they said no. <laughs> That's true. And what, what I'm going to start doing too is as, as suggestions from fans and, uh, you know, and friends, in a lot of cases, drop chip. You know, if, if, if it's a big enough contest, the manufacturer will do it themselves. And that's what to, I asked. And they were like, nope, yeah, we so, don't really not into that. Okay. Yeah. Some that's will. Decision. Some, that's right. Some will, some won't. The smaller ones. Actually, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes small ones will, big ones won't. Big ones will, some, small ones won't sometimes. You never know. So let's let's spend the rest of the program just going over the, the rest of the comments in the chat, and uh, we'll let you get to uh, the rest of your evening. So Carlos Santon says, uh, the Helix is really changing my whole outlook on guitar and what I want to do with my playing. I'm stunned at what this guitar or what this thing can do. And Darren, uh, Darren Moore says, comments right after him says, same, I've never felt so in control of my sound before, and my playing has been solid ever since I got the HX effects. I feel good with it and along with my EVH amps. It's really nice to see people that are the true purists of um you know the tube amps and they're they're passionate about these amplifiers that you know they don't want to necessarily replace but they really enjoy what's coming from these yep. modeling <laughs> you especially yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love a tube amp like i gotta have the hot tube yep but there is room on the playground for things like the helix that's right 
and I think anything that can inspire you to play more, I don't care what it is. Maybe it's a friend coming over and visiting. Maybe it's a new piece of gear or, or whatever. Whatever inspiration hits you, please run with it. Run with it. Yep. Uh, Mary exactly. Blanchard uh, says Helix snapshots are amazing. Agreed. Um, yep. Daktar says any suggestions for a red hot baritone ukulelist? I hope I pronounced the ukulelist right. <laughs> any any suggestions for a red hot ukulelist? Um, I don't know. Put a humbucker in it. Yeah. Okay, there, there you go. go. Yep, humbucker. Agreed. There you go. Good suggestion. All right. Hey, man, you want a job? Uh, sure, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> um, let me see here. Um, how is your new room coming along, Fluff, from Daktar? Coming along nicely. It's pretty much done. Um, I've had a lot of complaints that there's not enough color, but since I shoot a lot of video, mm-hmm. things can't be really... I mean, these are Hue lights. All these are Hue lights, so I can program these on my phone. Yep. And change the color and vibe out when I'm recording a vocal or something like that if someone else is in here. Yeah. Um, it has to be white yeah. most of the time. I do have red curtains, which has actually caused a lot of problems shooting video because it casts everything in red. Yeah, yeah. And I really wasn't thinking about that when I got them. So I think I might change them out. I don't know. We'll see. The more, you, yeah, can save room, your, more awesome. you can save time in color, uh, post-processing and color grading. Right. Oh, man. I've, right. I've done a few things with green screen. I've actually, I've outgrown my studio here. So I've actually taken over another room for the photography room if we're doing one-off product videos. And one thing I've never taken in consideration is reflective products with green screen. And I've, I've had to scrap a couple of videos, a couple of really nice ones with some really reflective boxes that come in. And uh, when Junior got his um, Eastwood Airline guitar, it was a beautiful white guitar, you know, with those, mm-hmm. you know, really nice guitars. He got one for Christmas, Eastwood sent us. And, uh, I said, we cannot even go anywhere near the green screen room. It's not going to happen because that's going to reflect that. You know, so it was just, it was a it was shot in here kind of in a dark situation. Wouldn't have ever thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Can you get, um, can't you get fabric, green fabric maybe? That's what I have. I do have green fabric. Oh, but you do? Yeah. And it's and still ref- really reflective. No, I don't have the world's best studio lighting. I do have some, de- some really good soft boxes and really good daylight bulbs. And like, I mean, it's, it's decent. It's what I think I'm going to do eventually is I'm going to paint the entire room in a very flat matte uh, chroma key green, uh, and then I'll have more control over it, and you, then, you know that kind of thing. You just got to really watch reflections. So anyone doing green screening, reflections are your worst enemy, more so than a troll. They are. Yes. Um, so we talked about the baritone. We talked about the the room. Uh, Brian Cote says Cote says got my helix last month. It's awesome. And I'm going to have you back on again, too. I'll have you on an hour show on the Helix Hour. And we'll talk more, 100% about the Helix and how it's worked with you Damn. and share some of your tones right. as well. Maybe what we'll do on that episode, we'll put some links to some of your patches that you've made and we'll let people download them. And maybe sure. they can try them while we're talking on the air and see what they think. Um, James Poulin says, loves Phil X. Kurt Singer says, watching Phil X all week. See how far behind I am on the chat? Um, let me see here. Uh, first fluff video I watched was an uh, L6 HD, Line 6 HD 500 video. Very cool. Nice. Wow. Um, That's an old one. Yes. Um, and Terry's G, uh, GC, and I always get GG and G. I smell a Ryan Bruce trumpet video coming on. Get get on it, Ryan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never. And Kurt Singer says, I don't want to be that guy, but how about some more thumbs up? Thank you, Kurt. That's appreciated always. Uh, show, show some love if you like. And if you if you enjoy this video, please share it out to, to your friends and uh, uh, family and things like that out there too. Ron Bain says, any Canadian tour dates? Awesome. That'd be sweet. Any Canadian? Or maybe you can't share yet. Can't share yet. Um, okay. Please I let me know. I don't know if there's any Canadian. Actually, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it always I don't, comes I don't, out. I don't, I, don't, I don't do the booking. So. No, I know. I show it, up and play, man. 
it always comes down to who's booking too, right? I, we get this all the time on the show. Come to New Mexico. Come to, you know, Baltimore. It's okay. We'll get your promoter to book it. But um, that would be awesome. Please keep me posted. Uh, you know, we've got our cell phone well, numbers now. So let me know and I'll be sure to share that too when it's uh, available to be shared. Um, don't forget the shameless plug of Ryan's name being on the back of the Ernie Ball strings packages. I did not know that. Is it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is wicked. That's yeah, they they uh, they surprised me at Nam. Said, "Hey, check out check out a uh, check out a pack over there." I was like, "Why?" <laughs> that is awesome. Well, congratulations. That's it. That's huge. As, that's like you know, as us kids getting our our hockey cards. That's, and that's very cool. Yeah, I was like, dude, my fourteen year old me is literally crapping himself right now. That's awesome. Uh, and that's the one thing. Like my dad, my you know, my my parents kind of like they have a good idea of what I do, yeah. but like they don't really understand what I do. And, but that was the thing that my dad was like, Whoa, you've made it. My dad was like, you remember when I used to, you remember when I used to take you to get those strings, like at, <laughs> at green river music. Right. And yeah. I was like, yeah. And he's like, wow, that's awesome. It's all that's, because of me. So that was I, pretty cool. Because I took you to that store. <laughs> yeah. That's right. great. Well, I'm very proud of you, man. That's awesome. Very good Thanks, on you dude. for sure. Uh, so thank you for letting me know about that, Terry. I did not know that. Um, and I play a lot of, su- I like the super slinkies a lot and I'm also using the Dario, the NMA XLs a lot too. Those uh, are good too. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they last a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Dines uh, does have many subs, uh, for sure. That's from, uh, Daktar. Um, many, many, many subs. He's crazy. He's crazy for sure. Um, and Matt Harrison says, always appreciated Fluff's, Fluff's love, respect for PVMs, 5150-6505 in the JSX, especially when a lot of others like to put them down. When I got my signature 5150 in, in 02, it was the answer to my rig problems. Perfect. Nice. Nice share, Matt. Thank you. Um, and V-Man says, wish we had the internet of today 25 years ago. We just cranked it up as loud as we could to get more people. Awesome. And Insomniac Matt says, as a Canadian, I have a question for Ryan, who lives close to Vancouver. Here we go. This is great. Now you're talking my language. You had me here on this one. He says, hey, have you ever had Tim Horton's coffee? You, uh, get, you get it down your way a little bit. No, I don't think I have. I definitely have heard of the coffee. Okay. And I think I saw it once on tour. Yep. I don't think I ever had it, though. Okay. It's, maybe it's, maybe it's, I, I don't know. It, I, have, I have a lot of coffee in a lot of places. I'm sure. It's, it's but, gr- great uh, coffee, but it's not as consistent as some. I, I love it to death but it's not consistent. But here in Canada, as a musician touring, you plot your tour itinerary. According, okay, there's a Tim Hortons on here, and we get to this one to eight <laughs> hours over. To, yeah, that's how you route your tours in Canada. That's awesome. Based around <laughs> Tim Hortons, yeah. Uh, let me see here. We're wrapping up here shortly here. Uh, Habs247 says, yeah, I'm not too late. We are wrapping up here soon, So, um, but you have to go back and watch this one. It's going to be a fun one to replay for sure. Um, okay, here's a question. I don't follow the Carvin stuff much. I mean, obviously, I've known Carvin for years. Um, you know, sure. with artists like Steve Vai and people like that. But uh, Dactor says, what do you guys think about the sub uh, $500 price for the Carvin 50-watt combo? Have you done much reviews on Carvin stuff? And do you know anything about that? No, they Carvin just went under. Yeah, so. yeah. And slowly resurrecting a little bit, I guess they're coming back. With are some, they? Yeah, somewhat. I guess some products are bringing back out. Um, I don't know the full story. Oh, I, of that. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Okay, so we don't know on, uh, on that one. So sorry. Um and never got to play them personally, but always wanted to. And and I um I never uh, I I never really gravitated towards the carbon stuff. I don't I don't have anything bad to say about it. I don't have anything good because I've never I, played yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, Thomas Santiago says hello, Eric, and everyone in the chat. Sorry, I'm late. No problem. There's no no penalty for being late, uh, other than you have to give a thumbs up just because. 
uh, Carl Sanders right. says, I think the Carvin stuff might be available in some places till they made good stuff. It's a shame they closed shop. And Kurt Singer says, Carvin makes great stuff. I had an original Legacy Amp cab and loved it. Only sold because Legacy Amp is yeah. awesome. And that's what Jamie Trevino, a good friend of mine here on, on the show, um, uh, he plays in an 80s um, uh, band called Rockstar. And he's using a lot of EVH stuff, and he's got the legacy stuff in combination with Helix. He uses the power amp of the uh, of the legacy and all Helix, and it sounds quite nice. Um, let me see here. Uh, Dactar says, uh, need more dad jokes. I watch some of your videos about being the cool dad, too. That's kind of neat. That's that's <laughs> awesome. You know, uh, being trying to be the cool dad, and the more you try, you're probably failing miserably. That's right. Yeah. That, that's, that's what a dad is. That's right. I know. I'm... Uh, I try to be, I haven't got to that point too much. I, I tend to find myself getting, like I'll bring up memes just to uh, to uh, kind of uh, upset the boy. Like he'll say, I'll, I'll bring up some memes that are dead. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back. And he's like, oh, don't do that, please. You know, like uh, we're number one and all this other kind of stuff, you know, of him. Uh, um, what, was that, what was that show now? I don't even want to go there because he's, he's watching. He's going to say, dad, you embarrassed me. <laughs> but you know what it's like, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see your last, uh, few comments here. I think we're just about down towards the end here. Let's go back a little bit. Um, oh, I'm probably not going to get to everybody. Uh, but Brusbo says, Eric, can you sometimes show me how to hook up a wet dry with 250 watt marshals with the helix more than happy. And I'm going to try to do some demos this weekend with some of these wet, dry, wet patches, especially with that one, uh, Brian Cazell wrote, it looks, it's really awesome. And Quentin James says Helix never heard of it. We we need to get we need to start a GoFundMe. I not a GoFundMe because uh, I'm not saying Quentin needs money or anything like that. But we need to get Quentin a Helix because I'm tired of hearing him complaining about it. And I'm saying that in the nicest way. I love Quentin, <laughs> um, but he needs a Helix and he needs it in his life. He's had he, he's had Line Six products before, but we need to get him a Helix. So yep. Line Six, send Great. Quentin James a Helix, please. Um, and let me see who who else we got here. Um, I apologize. I won't be able to get to everybody here as well. Cutter Savage is jumping in. A great guitar player. What's everyone showing up late? Uh, am I missing anybody else? Um, there's Jamie himself at the law. Uh, the law says Detroit traffic. What's up? We're just talking about him with his carving stuff and the Helix. Uh, he's starting his own channel right away too, doing a lot of line six stuff as well too. Um, yeah. David Ennis is here. Uh, Mr. Guitar Mike. Uh, a lot of people, I can't get to all the questions and comments. We're right on the uh, 90 minute mark itself. So, uh, I've got a whole whack of links down below to pretty much every property that you own from your website, uh, to your YouTube channel, to your band camp for rest repose, uh, Facebook properties, everything like that. Wow. Just, just, uh, so please everyone, um, uh, you're probably already subscribed to, to fluffs properties, but please, if you haven't go check that out, subscribe and enjoy the great reviews. Thanks, um, what's something you would like to, would you, what's something you want to do this year on YouTube that maybe you haven't done yet? And, and I don't want you to give away any secrets, but just for fun, what would you like to do? That's just totally out of your wheelhouse and for fun sometime. Um, I've been wanting to do more comedic things with my, some of my friends or take advantage of some opportunities that I may or may not have the opportunity to do, um, using like you know, if I go to the PRS experience or something like that, like, ah, oh, maybe I could film something funny with Mark Tremonti or something like yeah. I want to do that kind of stuff. Um, just because I can, and I have that opportunity yeah. and, um, those sorts of opportunities. And so, you know, I, I hope to do that, like pull off something like, Hey, what, what was he doing in a, in a fluff video? What? Who the hell? Wait, what? Yeah. Like that's, 
that's what I want to achieve. That's cool. That'll be fun. And yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, you, you've got to the point now where you can you can interact with a lot of these celebrities. You've got them on speed dial in a lot of cases in your phone. You know, you're at a convention. Yeah. Let's do something and have some fun out of the out of the norm and not so uh, serious. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'll look yeah, forward to I'm, it. I'm going to try to pull it off. I, I think you can do it. If anyone can do <laughs> it, you can do it. We've got some great feedback towards the end of the show here as well too. Dactar says, "Happy Friday and happy Shamrocks to all." Uh, Steve Segura says, great show. Thank you, Eric and Fluff. Sean Zimmerman, what do you think of the vintage PV USA guitarists other than Wolfgang's? I've liked some of them. Um, I haven't played too many original PVs. Um, you know, I've, I've played a couple. Um, the Wolfgang's primarily is what I played. I mean, honestly, at the time, mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe this is just my perception of it at the time, but at the time, the even the USA PB stuff was kind of looked at as a poor man's whatever, like ah, it's a poor man's strat. Yep. Or that's ah, that's a poor man's because they at that time even the American stuff was just knockoff telly and strat yes, stuff. That's right. And it wasn't until the Wolfgang came out that they were really made a gun for like the original. Whoa. Yep. What is that? That's how I remember it at that time. I agree. I've got three of them here of the USA PVs, and those they're, are they're oh. amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, totally for agree sure, for sure. And you were almost laughed at back in the day before the fifty-one fifty amplifier came out, and before that Wolfgang came out. If you're using a PV, you know, if you're using like a whatever ATM, yeah, oh yeah, that was a big one too. Back in the that was day, a Soundgarden amp, yeah, that's basically an eight hundred. That's right. Um, but it was PV's yeah, name on it, right? So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. PV Roadmasters, yeah, Butchers, yep. You know, oh yeah, the Butcher. That's right. Yeah, so very very cool. <laughs> Carlos Santos, another great show tonight. Thanks, Eric and Fluff. Enjoyed the show from Bobby Clipper. Um, and, uh, Jamie that says at this rate, I'll be able to wait for the upload and then listen to the entire show before I'm home. Uh, Cutter Savage saying hello, David Ennis. And uh, did I miss anybody else? Uh, Terry's, uh, Terry says again, great to see you. Uh, that you got Ryan on Eric and thanks for coming on Ryan from Terry B on Facebook mod for the tone King. He does a great job. Uh, Pixie, uh, and others as well too. Yeah. He does a great job and I got to commend him for the work he does on channels that large. Um, I have a hard enough time. Uh, with this with this little channel, so <laughs> huge props to you, man, and, and and Ryan, thank you so very very much for taking your time to come on the show. Thanks and for having me, man. I'm very very inspired by what you do, and you know, inspiration is very important. So uh, you give Absolutely. me inspiration, and a lot of the fans here of the show. So it's a real pleasure, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You too. Uh, thanks everyone, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks, man. We'll chat soon. Uh, sounds great. All right, we'll take care. I'll let you fly. All right, man. All right, take care. See you later. Cheers. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you so very, very much for having a nice, uh, fun uh, Friday, warming up your weekend, EVH and Gear TV. I'm going to be back again for the kickoff of a new segment on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a 60-minute uh, segment. It's called the Helix Hour. Uh, and for those of people that are kind of wondering and confused, where are you going with this and all these different things, there's a lot of people in the Van Halen community that are looking for effects and things of that nature to, you know, to we're always chasing that brown sound, right? So the, the, the Helix is just one of many tools that are out there available to get this brown sound that we're always chasing, the HX effects and all kinds of other products throughout the umbrella of the Line 6 product. That being said, it's going to be a 60-minute, kind of a tighter show. Um, you know, we're going to get into demonstrations by professionals. I've got Paul Heinmarsh coming on who does pretty much all, like, well, I, don't, I shouldn't say all of, but I mean many of the greatest demos for Line 6 personally. Uh, and uh, going to kind of share what, how he discovered the brand, how he got into it, how it's changed his life. 
and maybe some tips he can share with us on uh, how to achieve that as well, too. So I'm going to just go back over briefly just to wrap up on the questions as well, too. Um, some some, fo- some great some great feedback from everybody over here. Uh, Matt Harrison, James Brown, first project was a VTM, and that, that I did not know, so that's very, very cool. I played in many bands with gu- guitar players that had the VTM. Um, and Sean Zimmerman says, uh, check out the PV Destiny, Custom B, and Odysseys. Uh, Blimpus Videos says, love the show, guys. DJ Asterix says, Fluff, how you been digging the Helix? And I'm sorry, we, uh, he's gone now, but you know he loves it to death. And uh, as I get him back on a guest on the Helix Hour, I'll have him share some of the patches that he's created, and we'll have those for downloads. And maybe we'll even get him to, uh, we'll do something kind of fun on the fly. We'll get him to create something on the fly together, and we'll share an exclusive for you uh, for you Helix fans as well, too. Uh, Dakar says, great shoe. Um, uh, V-Man says, I remember playing a PV Triumph combo back in the day that rocked. And I used to have the P- PV Stereo Chorus 212. That was my first real big combo from PV. I really liked that a lot. A lot. Iron Rider says, I literally just got on. No problem. Sorry for the wrap-up, but uh, go back and watch the uh, the replay. T- Terry says, uh, thanks, Eric. Great show. Um, and Terry, uh, working on getting uh, Tone King on here right away as well, too. We're talking uh, briefly. Uh, I got to send him an email to remind him about it, so get him on the show. Um, Cutter Savage says, love the show. I'll have to check out the replay. Can you shred of us, please, right now? I see a couple of guitars in the background. I, I, I'm not fully prepared at the moment to shred, but I promise you I will do some over the weekend. So thank you for the, for the uh, request. Um, but I don't want to leave any dead air here. So I will do one for you very soon, I promise. Uh, Steve says, Segura, uh, did I miss? Uh, who did I miss there? Uh, lots of comments coming in. Um, AVH Lefford, I assume he's talking to Fluffy. You always have great t-shirts. Humbucker Lover, Guitar News Network says, awesome show, Eric. Thank you, buddy. Calling you tomorrow on Skype. We're going to have some fun with some guitars. And uh, Jamie says, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that correct? And that is correct. The first show, it could be some bugs and some, you know, be, be patient with me. It's like kind of starting all over again. Um, but uh, yeah, the Helix Hour is a new segment I'm very proud of to introduce. And it's going to be, uh, it was going to be once a month. It's going to be, uh, as far as I know, every Sunday as well, too, uh, along with every Friday with uh, EVH and Gear TV, and then when I do the jams as well, too. So one of these days, it'll become a full-time job where I can just do this full-time because it's it's becoming that way quickly. It's a full-time job without full-time pay. So uh, it'll be nice one day when we can dedicate all resources to that. Um let me see here. Uh, Wolverine says, oh, if Sean Zimmerman says, awesome show. Thanks as always. Wolverine says, I'm late, but have you covered Helix HXFX? Trying to see if Looper is fully functioning with 99 presets to save backing tracks and play over. That's a question I do not know. 100% answer. I, we did touch base briefly on Helix uh, HXFX, but Wolverine, please do me a favor. Uh, tune in on Sunday and we'll ask Paul that directly. I have the HXFX. I just don't know the answer to that question. And one thing I've never, never done on this show is perfu- uh, if you know, uh, said I know something that I don't, and I'll always ask. So let's get let's get the uh, the direct answer from Paul. He can probably help us. Uh, Terry says Ryan's a very cool guy. Followed him for the last three four years. I really enjoy him as well too, and he's a real real inspiration to me. Uh, Quentin James says the Tone King. Looking forward to my buddy Cameron Cooper on next week. Yes, me too, immensely. Looking forward to that next Friday. And there was a mix-up. There was uh, there was a double booking for tonight, and that guest we bumped again. It was uh, it was just it was a scheduling snafu. Uh, Craig Rendles was supposed to be here tonight, um, and he was double booked on another night. It's just one of these things where it was a absolute uh, scheduling snafu. But Craig is looking forward to coming back, and he's going to be on for sure. So uh, we uh, changed the schedule tonight. We put uh, fluff in. For 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 uh, for Craig and but Cameron is coming on next Friday. It's going to be fan 
fantastic. Looking really, uh, looking forward to it. He's he's really known for his Van Halen stuff. He's an amazing player. We'll talk about his Steel Panther uh, on stage antics and whatnot. Terry says yes. If you want to make sure he responds, you definitely email TTK. Uh, he he, I will for sure. Uh, copy that from Wolverine says thanks so much so listen everyone I'm going to let you go we're uh, we're only about 10 minutes past the hour or the 90 minutes that we normally run thank you so very very much we do have a contest running right now for a fantastic Rode uh, studio package which is a Rode uh, NT1 uh, microphone uh, the AI1 recording interface shock mount cables the whole kit and caboodle absolutely free for one lucky winner go to EVH gear actually sorry Let's go to facebook.com slash EVH gear TV and you'll see a post on there for enter the things. There's all kinds of extra ways to win, uh, to get extra uh, incentives and extra entries and things like that. So very, very thankful for everybody. Uh, Neil, okay, there's a new person to the show. I must, I must say uh, hello to a new uh, member. Uh, Neil Kimmel says, new to the show, looks like I am hooked. Thank you, Neil. I'm very proud and pleased to have you here as a new subs- a new uh, visitor, maybe a subscriber. And I will try to work. I, 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 kind of a thing I like to profess here on the show is just like going to get a job. You know, you work so hard to get a job. And, and uh, you know, you go to your interview and you get your job. And then maybe six months or a couple of years go down the road and you just go through the motions. I like to, when it comes to subscribers here and pe- new people coming to the show, I like to work as hard to keep you guys and girls as subscribers as I did to get you. So, Neil, I promise to work very, very hard to uh, to keep you here as a subscriber and keep you entertained. Max Raider says, uh, that's always, uh, thanks, always great guests and quality shows, and have a good night, Eric and folks. And Max Raider says, uh, yes, I, I appreciate that, everybody. I'm going to turn it over to the outro credits here. If you're interested in supporting the show, I do have a Patreon available. You'll hear about that in the description on the way out. A big thanks to everybody uh, for your support and looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. And whether or not you can make it for the Helix Hour, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Check out Fluff's stuff down below in the description. Go subscribe to his properties. And if you're new to his channel, tell him that EVH and Gear TV sent you. We'll see you real soon. Have a great weekend. Be good to one another. Cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book there are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.